Hello and welcome to the Six Ways from Sunday podcast. Today I'm sitting on the stage of the Basha United Church with Reverend Robin King. Robin, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Um, You know, it feels like it's been a while since, like the last few episodes that you and I have recorded together, we usually sit in your office for whatever reason, it's just kind of convenient. But um, during the start of the pandemic, so that, that we could be more sat on the stage, yeah, yeah. and be, so that we could have our chairs, you know, ten or twelve feet apart. We set up on the stage. It was just an easier place to do it. We had some comfy chairs. We have newer comfy chairs now, mm-hmm. uh, and some delicious church coffee. And we're gonna sit and just have a, a and casual, a boat and and a boat. We're sitting beside um, an amazing set piece from the upcoming production of Moana Jr., the musical that's going to be put on by Basha Community Theatre. So, and that is a big part of uh, why we wanted to sit on the stage today is because we're going to be talking about Moana. We're going to be talking about community theatre and community building through, uh, through theatre productions in our community. And all of that ties into a theme that we've been journeying through on Sundays in our church here and in Pinoka as well, uh, set sail with Jesus is the name of the theme. So why don't we start there? Four weeks ago, you started this theme called set sail with Jesus. Mm-hmm. What is it all about? Give people sort of a sense of like the intent behind this theme and where we've journeyed over the last sure. four weeks together. It, it, uh, I, the, the whole Basha Community Theater. Well, our Pinocchio Church has a, a community theater group as well. Um, and it, that makes so much sense to me because uh, community theater is very much like what we're doing with church, right? It's community building. And not just like it's not community just for here's a show for the community. It builds community amongst people who are in the show. Uh, and the people who are involved in putting the show on, whether that's building sets or costumes or whatever it is, um, it's all about building community, creating community. And uh, as a church, we're about that. It's dramatic as a church. I hope we are. I mean, in a very positive way, right? Sunday morning needs to be really, really, when you think about it, the, the sort of ritual of Sunday morning is drama. It's meant to be. And so for all of those people who, by the way, who've had to sit through someone intoning scripture with <laughs> that flat monotone voice that makes it sound so incredibly solemn. Um, we do that a little bit different. We try not to do that. We try to express the story, right? Because that's what we're doing. We're telling mm. a story. Our rituals tell a story. Our, they connect us with, it's all about uh, drama. Um, and so there's a lot to that. So I'm super grateful that we have community theater uh, groups in our churches. And uh, when I came in one day in the summer um, and um, Lori was talking about who directs the community theater in Bash, I was talking about this show and, uh, and it's all kids. There's another part of the program that has adults in it too, but the, the Moana show is, is, is all kids. And she was talking about the boat that Mark was going to build. And I said, pardon me. <laughs> and uh, you're thinking, where is this I mean, going to go? If you've, seen the, if you've seen the movie and you know the story uh, from the animated movie, um, you know that uh, a boat is a fairly significant piece of the story. And, and, and it's not just a boat either. I cannot now remember the name of it, exactly what the, the name is, but it's a sailing canoe. 
Right. Is what it is. And it has proper name. And, and she talked about Mark was going to build one. And I said, where are you going to put that? And <laughs> she said, well, it'll go on the stage, of course. And I said, uh, where are you going to put all the people then? Oh, it's, it's, it's going to be this big. This is what it is kind of thing. And then it appeared. And I thought, I'm so glad that that is at the front of the church in September. And I thought, this what a great idea for, you know, first of all, we're starting a new season, year, whatever you want to say, in the fall, right? So we're setting sail. Mm -hmm. um, but also, uh, coming out of uh, those the past few years of pandemic, um, here's another opportunity to say, you know, we're setting sail with something new. We're not, it's not about going back to the old ways, it's about something new setting a new course yeah setting a new course a new a new voyage if you will and so we we set up this sort of five week voyage of i i it's for some reason to boldly go where no one has gone before is in my head suddenly <laughs> but we we set up this uh five week voyage um using uh stories about jesus and boats or water or fish right which there and, are plenty of uh, uh, yeah and and of course there are because you know the first disciples were fishermen in three of the four gospels right and so we started with um we actually started with luke's account of the calling of the disciples which we subdivided into two parts. The first was the part about Jesus teaching from the boat. Mm -hmm. And then the second week was uh, the call of the disciples who were fishermen. Leave your boats behind and come with me. Uh, and then we had the story about um, the disciples uh, and Jesus being in a boat in a storm on, on the lake and Jesus is asleep in the back. They have to wake him up and he calms the storm. Then we had the one about uh, the disciples being in the boat by themselves when a storm comes up and Jesus walks across the water to them. Mm -hmm. And then this week we're, whack, uh, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up this week with um, the story from John, the uh, story after the resurrection of uh, the disciples seeing Jesus on the shore and him telling them to go and fish from the other side. They haven't caught anything. And he says, try the other side and they catch a whole pile of fish. Um, so it was just, it just a great way, I think, to start the year with um, some of the ways in which uh, we encounter Jesus differently, uh, even with that same theme of, uh, you know, setting sail. Mm. Um, you know, teaching from the boat, um, leaving the boat behind to go with Jesus, um, to fish for people, but in a different way. Um, the, uh, the miracle of calming the, sorry, there's air quotes with that miracle. There's the miracle <laughs> of Jesus calming the storm. And what does that really mean for us? Uh, and then the, uh, my, one of my personal favorites is that story of Jesus walking across the water, mm. because we always talk about it. Like it's a miracle of Jesus and, Jesus, thankfully, is there to save Peter when he steps out of the boat. But we tend to, like, zip right on by that part where Peter steps out of the boat and starts walking on the water. Yeah. He's doing it too, right? Until he's afraid. That was and last Sunday. Yeah, message, that was last right? Sunday. Yeah, and I then love that story. this Sunday, we're kind of, we're actually kind of reconnecting with that first story a little bit. Because in Luke's telling of the call of the disciples, uh, Jesus teaches from the boat. And then he says to uh, Simon Peter, go out again. I, you guys have already been out. You didn't catch anything. Fine. But go out again and go to the deep water 
and you'll catch some fish. And of course they do, mm-hmm. they catch a, a ton of fish. And it's the, to me, it's a connection between the teaching from the boat and the going with Jesus, right? That, that Jesus essentially um, shows them what's going to be possible, mm-hmm. right? And in John's account, that comes at, after the resurrection. It's kind of almost an add-on to the gospel. Um, the end of chapter 20 sounds like, okay, this is the end of the book. And then there's this whole new bit where instead of actually going out and doing what Jesus told them to do, in, in chapter 20 says, as God sent me, I send you, they go fishing. And then they see this figure on the shore who tells them, uh, since they've been working all night and haven't caught any fish, surprise, um, that they should go out again and this time try the other side of the boat. And it's kind of a, um, to me, that's, there's more to the story after that, of course, but to me, that's, that's the, that same kind of um, try something different. The first one's kind of go deep. We're, we're going to go deep and we're going to connect with people and there'll be an abundance of, of, of this kind of thing. And this one's more of a um, try something different. And, and you'll find your abundance there kind mm-hmm. of thing. And especially since they've, they kind of went back to what was familiar, what was uh, comfortable for them. And uh, we could sure use that right now, right? <laughs> A story like that, that says yeah. basically, you, you can't go back to the familiar and the comfortable. What you have to do is you have to try something different and, and you have to try like try a new direction and, uh, and, and of course, all of these stories have something fairly significant in common, which is Jesus is there, mm. you know, as we start the journey, as we get to the point where, you know, we're going to be journeying more or less on our own, mm-hmm. we're not because Jesus goes with us. Yeah. It's kind of a come with Jesus. And now we go with Jesus. Y- you mentioned, um, earlier that, uh, as we're emerging from this now very long uh, stretch of the COVID pandemic and all the implications of that and the impacts on that, on, on churches from that and on our communities, we're setting sail in a new direction. We're going on a new journey. It's not about going yeah. back to the past. But I was, as you were talking there, I was just thinking that even if you just set the whole pandemic thing to the side, when you look at the, the way that churches and communities have sometimes struggled, um, even way before the pandemic came along, we often have this tendency to 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 leap to the con- to conclusions like, well, we've tried that before. We've done this. This this always happens when you do that, um, or you know, like like the fishing story. Well, we've already tried that. Jesus, like there was nothing. There was you know, we've tried this fundraiser or that fundraiser, and no one came. Or we've had this event and people didn't support it. Or we've tried to get people in the congregation involved in these different ways and, and people just don't have time to give. And so we get stuck in these like mindsets or these tell these stories that we get convince ourselves of that are these like kind of limiting beliefs. And sometimes all it takes is, you know, it's not the physical, like, well, you change the it's like there's a line in, in Moana actually, where the they they discover that the fish are all disappearing. And um the chief of the village uh, comes over and he's talking to the fishermen. And one of those is Grayson, our son. And he says, well, have you tried different bait? And Grayson's line is, it's not the bait, chief. <laughs> there's just no fish. If there's not fish soon, what are we going to do? 
And Moana um, calls out to the village, like says to everybody, what if we fished beyond the reef, which has never been done in their time because the, the chief has decided that going beyond the reef is scary, it's dangerous, there's nothing but uh, rough seas and, and danger, and so we got to stay safe and keep, keep to the known, right? Keep inside mm-hmm. the reef. And that's so us in our communities. And it's yeah. the, the human well, condition of like, stick to what you know, stick yeah. to what's safe. That's that weird combination of, that's that weird combination of, you know, tradition. It, there's a difference between tradition and doing it again because we've always done it that way. All right. You use the same bait because that's what we do. We fish this way because that's what we do. If it's not working, why are you still doing it? In other words, it's not tradition if it's not relevant still. Mm-hmm. Right. So why are you still doing it if nobody wants it? Yeah. Right. And and let's face it. I mean, more and more people are finding that sitting in a pew on a Sunday morning is not what they want from church. They want something different. And that's not to say that there aren't still people who find that meaningful and valuable. That's why we still need to do it. I'm just saying that that there are things that we need to now do differently or additionally because people aren't connecting in the sort of same old ways. I feel obligated here also to just mention, by the way, and I can because I want to talk about a song from Moana, um, which is that you mentioned that your son was in Moana, but your daughter is in fact Moana in Moana. And she sings a song (laughs) called How Far I'll Go, which is probably, it's probably, is it's not the biggest song from Moana? Oh, maybe that one that... It's one of her solos, though. Yeah, but it's certainly certainly one of the most significant ones. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, the title alone is significant, but it's, it's the one about, it's the one about literally about leaving here and going, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and that's the thing is that um, you, you, you can't just kind of sit, you know, back in that same spot that you've always been comfortable in because it's familiar and it's comfortable and expect that you're going to go anywhere, right? It, you, you've got to, at some point, you've got to, you know, either turn to the other side or go to the deep. And and both of those things have, for me, both of those things have um, important connotations, right? I mean, the first one is, and, and this is how the, the stories, while they seem to be remarkably similar, um, they are different. In the one story, uh, Jesus tells the disciples to go to the deep. Well, they're not even disciples yet. They're just fishermen. He tells them to go to the deep, and that's where they find the fish. And then he tells them to come with him, right? So they begin their journey with Jesus. They begin going to the deep mm-hmm. with Jesus, right? And then in John's account, it's it's after everything, right? They've had that experience of traveling with Jesus, learning with Jesus. They've also had um, the trauma of the arrest. They've had the grief of his death. They've had the, um, I, I'm just going to go with holy cow, of the resurrection. Um, they've had all of that stuff. And it's no wonder they thought, oh, we just need something familiar. We need, we need to go. We just, uh, what do we do now? I don't know. Let's try something. Uh, nope. Let's just do what we've always done. And so they do that. And again, Jesus appears as if to say, you can't do that. You can't do that. You got to do something new. Um, and you you got to try something different if you want to go forward. And you do want to go forward because that's how we live. We live forward. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, it it just I thought that this would be a great way to not only start a new season, but to 
start a new season that's followed that very kind of similar experience of of trauma and grief and um, all of the things that have been going on the last little while, well, and some of the things that continue to go on now, right, uh, is to look for look for new ways, new directions, new a new journey to go on. Mm. There is a lot of that going on in our world right now. I mean, there's just oh, I want every mo- Sunday morning when when you read the or whoever the leader is um, that Sunday is reading the community prayer, it's like where do you stop that list of like, there's so many things it feels like these days to pray for um, in terms of people in need and struggles mm-hmm. and uncertainty in the world. Even though we are emerging from a pandemic, it's like you almost forget about <laughs> the, the pandemic, mm-hmm. but there's this war going on and our economy is struggling and the inflation has gone crazy and the cost of living is going through the roof and, and people are, are having a hard time. And people are having a hard time kind of reintegrating uh, into back into community following a couple years of, of restrictions and not seeing mm. each other as much. Like there's just there's just no end to the yeah the things that it's, we need. It, yeah, it's it's good that you. I'm glad you mentioned the that as uh, the community prayer. Um, the th- there's no end of things to pray for. Yes, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, if, if um, yeah, I mean, one could easily have written Moana as, um, yeah, we're not going to change anything. We'll just pray about it, and I'm sure everything will be fine. And then there's that one person who goes, nope, we got to do more than pray. We got to actually do something about it, right? Mm. And I mean, if you at least all sorts of, who is it who said, uh, I pray with my feet? Was that Martin Luther King Jr., maybe? Might have been. I know, or, the, or someone the from that from that era. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you got to pray with your hands too, and not just by clasping them close to you, right? You, you've got to reach out. You, you got to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, and in this, and it, we hear this constantly now too, right? In this era of so much stuff happening and politicians in particular um, responding to that by saying our thoughts and prayers. Well, that's not enough. Yeah. You need to do something. Yeah. Right. And, and people are starting to say that's not enough. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're sick and tired of hearing that. Yeah, whether it's do something about recovering it. from hurricane damage or yeah, and yeah, or yeah. sending and, support and that's not to Ukraine. To say, and in some ways, that's kind of unfortunate because it makes it sound like well, it's 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 kind of like how we've lately run into a lot of this business of people co-opting words and terms and language to that that were meant to to be about awareness and well, good things, and, and turning them into something to, to deride and put down. Um, but the thing is, prayers are important. They absolutely are. Thoughts are important. And whether you th- see that as, you know, in the religious way that we talk about prayer, or thoughts and prayers, or in that way of, um, you know, your, even just your thoughts and your awareness of how you're connecting with the universe kind of thing. However you see that, it's important to do that. It absolutely is. But it can't just kind of stop there, right? You can't sort of get in the boat and just sit in it and say, <laughs> oh, I'm sailing. And it's in fact tied to the dock. You're not going anywhere. Um, 
And the same, I mean, the same is true of, of saying, you know, we do this because it's tradition versus, you know, we do it, that's the way we do it because we've always done it that way. There's no need to change it. Yes, there is if no one is responding to it anymore. Yeah. There is a reason to change it. You, you, you've got to go somewhere different now or think of something different or, you know, it's, it's, and that's a, that's one of the great things about, um, having a community theater group as part of your, um, I'm going to say church family, church community, as part of who you are as a church, as part of your identity. Uh, because, because it's not just a question of how you're connecting with the community. It's a question of, of the, like that ideal of community theater. And I'm, I, they, aren't all like this obviously there's lots where you know there's bickering fighting and divas and all that drama kind of stuff. Robin. drama it, drama in a negative way right for just the language thing um but but the ideal is that you're creating a community in which people feel safe to do something to like to step out and do something yeah. and, and be um not just not not so much be a different character as more of themselves putting more of themselves out there to create that character, right? And so uh, you get things happening where, and, and this happens a lot with high school theater, where, you know, that, that one kid who's super shy and doesn't say anything or participate in anything, suddenly, you know, they do community theater and then suddenly they're able to speak in front of, to, to a crowd. They're actually doing stuff. They're creating things. They're coming, coming out of that shell. Yeah. Making and, friends and, and making friends and getting to know people. They're engaging the world around them and not just connecting with it, but creating with it. And that's, again, that's, isn't that what a church community is about as mm -hmm. well? Um, Ironically, I think that, like, theoretically, you could have a church that has a theater program happening in the building, and, you know, the the church, the people who are the church might even be involved in it, but they're kind of distinct, separate things, and it's not really an extension or, or part of the church being the church. It's just, well, we, you know, we needed a stage, and the, the church had a screen and had a projector and had yeah. lights, and... And had it's a, a sound facility. System. Yeah, it's a facility. Yeah. You could look at it like that, and and lots, I'm sure, operate at at that level where it's just a a collaboration of you know sharing resources and things like that. But I don't know if what if our story here is just a real anomaly. It's it seems like it sometimes. I hope because, it's not. I hope it's not too. Because we, it's it's a it's about. A, I think you're you're really on something there because it, it's it's about a mindset, right? It and is. It, it's not like we haven't had. In fact, I can remember occasions where we've even had, um, let's say, religious leaders of other denominations, um, be in our be in our building (air quotes again) and refer to it as a facility and things. And um, it's it's a mindset, and our mindset is that it's not a building; it's a community. And that means the building is for the community, not just the people who sit in a pew on Sunday morning and not just the people who participate in, again, air quotes, church events mm -hmm. or religious events, but people who simply participate in the life of the community. And that's, that's the thing is that, so we, we, that like the, the, uh, the shows are in the church. We, we, we literally like, the, and, and this is the thing is you remember the era, oh, this is before you were born, Ben, but there was an era 
particularly in United Churches and some other denominations where we had multi-purpose buildings, mm-hmm. or uh, as I like to call them, gymnatoriums. <laughs> um, and essentially what you had was you built a gym, and then on Sunday mornings you'd crank up the basketball net, yeah. roll out the communion table, yeah. and put out the chairs that were those, you know, those wood ones with the wooden seats and backs and stuff yeah. that use like the stacking chairs. And that's a multi-purpose building, sure. Um, They're all that's across not to Canada. Say, that's not to <laughs> say that the mindset of the people who are using that wasn't very uh, devout and worshipful. And, and not, I'm not suggesting that. It's just that that's a multi-purpose building. This is clearly a purpose-built building. And that purpose is church. How we understand church is very different mm-hmm. from how other people might understand church in terms of building right because ours uh, our space is much more uh, we use it more we use it more creatively we um, decorate dress whatever language you want to use it more creatively um, we aren't afraid to move some pews and have kids playing on the floor in the church we aren't afraid to have a boat at the front um, <laughs> we aren't afraid of things like um, and this again tie into community theater remember uh the oh because you were you were you were a star in it uh, Aida Elton John's Aida and it's the same story as the opera right which it's ancient Egypt and we put um, the Eye of Horus we put the it's the Eye of I keep saying Eye of Osiris but it's Eye of Horus wasn't I it I think it was Horus the God we put an Greek. Eye of giant Eye of Horus at the front of the church coincidentally over the top of the cross also and now any somebody listening might go ah, and hope that lightning strikes me but the thing is what it opened up was since no one noticed we'd done that yeah. i had to point it out and it opened up a conversation about what it might have felt like to be the minority religion in mm. a larger place and we talked about the hebrews in egypt and we talked about what that might feel like for people in our own community um, which appears, at least in terms of, of um, facilities, um, predominantly Christian, what if they're not? Yeah. You know, and, and it, it prompted a really important conversation. And uh, Because you chose to take it there, though, right? Like, Robin, you have a, a real gift Yeah, I mean, for... any, other, other people might have simply, and that's the thing, I think I actually talked about this a few weeks ago, um, where some people might go, yeah, it's okay to have the play in the church, but... When the set's up, we'll just ignore it or we'll try and cover it up yeah. and, and we'll redress things. And this is the thing about the, the multipurpose hall, right? We'll make it look like church again. Right. And I go, it already does. Let's engage it, right? Hence yeah. the boat, the eye of Horus, the, um, even, even uh, what the high school kids did, uh, high school musical, right? And we had lockers. And I even managed to figure out a way to tie into that and have a conversation around it just that's to me that's so such an important part of of being church it's not about a building or a space or anything it's about who you are and it's part of your mindset about being part of the community and how really how could there be any story that's worth telling on a stage or on a podcast or on of family movie night or any kind of format of storytelling, how could there be any story that you can't make a connection to that is relevant to a church gathering um, of people who want to explore their faith together or who want to build community together? If it's a story that is engaging for humans, then it's a story that's relevant to us spiritually. 
Don't if, you think? Yeah, if you... Yeah. There's always a connection. There's well, always some kind of tie-in that you can make. I mean, even... Uh, 100% absolutely. I believe that is true. Particularly because, uh, I mean, if you, if, you, uh, uh, if you follow Jesus, you follow Jesus where Jesus went, which was not to church to- or even to the synagogue necessarily, though it's pretty clear that Jesus was a devout Jew and he went to synagogue. I get that and everything, sure. But the majority of the stories that we have of Jesus are around him wandering around and talking to people. They're about him being in a boat. They're about him staying over. In fact, that's how that story of the calling of the disciples in Luke's begins in, in Luke's gospel begins, right? Is that before even the whole come with me and we'll fish for people before the go out to the deep water and that's where you'll find the fish before the teaching in the boat in Luke's account, Jesus already knew Simon Peter because he stayed at his house the night before. Mm. He was already in the area. Mm-hmm. Simon already knew him to a, to a certain degree, right? He'd probably already had some conversations with him. He'd certainly had food with him, which is why I think it's so important that churches engage in food a lot. Um, and not just because I like food, but because I think that's a key part of sharing, right? We're at table together. It's a common place, right? It's a common space. It's a common engagement that leads to other engagement that leads to building relationships a common unity yeah a common unity yes um and and that's it's it's such a uh, that's that's so important but even even beyond that and and i know i've been really harping on this a lot lately but um if if your gathering as a community of faith uh doesn't involve drama at some point and i mean in a really good way you're not telling the story Right, you can't tell the story of Jesus. In fact, you can't tell any of the biblical stories without addressing the fact that they are dramatic, mm-hmm. that they have they have life to them. Right, that they are worthy of the stage. Yeah, that doesn't mean you have to get into costume and, and makeup. Not just Jesus Christ superstar, um, <laughs> but it's worthy of. And and, and and actually, you know what? That is such a perfect example. And it's not like we didn't do that because we did do Jesus Christ superstar. The interesting thing about it, of course, is that it opened that 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 show itself opens up a v- just a huge number of questions and opportunities for discussion, like about the relationship between Judas and Jesus, like about the relationship between Jesus and, and his work, particularly in the scene with the lepers, right? It, 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 Jesus' relationship with Mary Magdalene, it opens up a whole pile of questions and issues and things that are worth discussing. Why? Because their life and life is dramatic, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's, uh, life is, is theater. Um, in a, hopefully, in a really positive way. And and if you don't address it in a really positive way, that's trouble, right? Which is all the more reason why I think you ought to have a theater group <laughs> <laughs> that can help you address some of these things in a more positive way, right? And, uh, and, and that's, uh, you know, I remember uh, when I was at uh, seminary and I'd go back to, like, I'd go back to seminary when I was on... Uh, internship and I'd go back to seminary for for classes and stuff and I'd always be talking about how the person and I'm not just biased because it's my wife now but I would talk about how the person who does community theater um where where I'm at needs to like come and teach a class at seminary for clergy about how to create community because it's it's that gift of creating a safe space where Mm. people feel um that 
that they can be open and engaging and show themselves in a way that they, that's vulnerable and that they might in other circumstances be afraid to show, um, and then learn and engage each other and, uh, and grow as people and to do that in a way that creates community amongst those people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, I, that's the kind of church I want to be part of. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think that's the kind of, uh, I'm, I think that's the kind of thing that Jesus envisioned. I'm not going to say church because I don't think Jesus envisioned church, we, especially we not the way we made it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think that's, and that's, that's why there's so, perhaps that's why there's so few stories about Jesus in synagogues and so many stories about Jesus um, appearing to be in conflict with the leaders mm. of those synagogues mm -hmm. and spending so many stories about Jesus spending time with ordinary people. Absolutely. Um, I've just realized that we, we talked about um, a small piece of the, of the Moana play that Grayson, my son, uh, has a line in. And we were talking about Aubrey's solo. I got to give a little plug to Elise, our other child yeah. who's in the play. And so she's Pua, the pig, um, the same kind of Disney, the character from the Disney movie, the, this adorable little pig companion that goes along with, with Moana. And she has the line where she's trying to protect Moana and keep her safe and saying, Moana, don't go. Don't, like when she's getting ready to take that canoe and go out into the, the deep water. And she says, you, you can't go out, it's, it's dangerous. Or something like that. I can't remember the exact words. And Moana says, you, you can't stop me. I have to go out. Um, it's like her, it's, she's felt that calling, right? She just needs to go. And then I, I just love the way Elise has this like, great sense of timing in the delivery of her lines like for her she's only 10 years old but she like she gets this facial expression she goes like this with her puts her hand hands into fists down beside her side and she goes then i'm going with you or i'm, I'm coming with you and it just in this in the context of this conversation that we're having and in that biblical story of you talking about the, the disciples the fishermen going out into the deeper water but that Jesus is with them and that that's the game-changing piece of it is that they're not going alone. And it's a, another parallel to this, to this play. Moana's heading out, but she's got her, she has this, this uh, intimate companion with her. And it's beautiful that it's their sisters, like Elise and Aubrey are, are such good friends, even though they're siblings. And <laughs> that she's got her little, her little Pua friend companion coming with her. And I just love the way that Elise delivers that line. So I had to, I had to mention that, but I, that, you know, and again, that's such an important part of the, uh, that, well, that's such an important part of everything, um, is that, um, God goes with us always. God is always with us. Right. Um, and, um, that in itself is like that. It's just the, it's a foundational piece. Right. But the idea that Jesus goes with us um, is 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 fundamental too, because um, the the like the first piece of that story is that they went with Jesus, they learned with Jesus, they they grew with Jesus, they do all that language that we use that we ought to easily um, be able to encapsulate in they live with Jesus, right? Um, because that's what Jesus wants us to do too, not change our behavior, not um, imitate, but live, 
right? And so I, 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 I'm just going to throw in the Jesusing because I haven't used that for a while. That's true. I tried to get people to adopt the verb Jesusing um, because I think that's what Jesus is saying to us is don't imitate me. Don't change your behavior. This needs to be written on your heart because it already is. You are simply, I'm simply encouraging you um, and showing you how to live out what is already in you, which is why I think, like, I think that's the, 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 the big piece of Jesus is that it's not about um, learning how to change our behavior. It's not learning how to be good versus bad or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, it's about living into what's truly at the heart of our being, which is good. Mm. Right. And so we are being Jesus in the way that only we can, the, on, uh, the way that only I can, the way that only Ben can, the way that only Elise can, the way that only Grayson and Aubrey can, the way that only you as an individual can be because that's who you are. Mm. You are living Jesus into the world as you. And that means that not only is God with us, Jesus is always with us, right? Um, and um, that, that first piece is, come with me and I'll show you. And that story from John is, go and I will be with you. And that's, I, I, to me, that's, the, that's two of the most important things about being church, is that we come together with our questions and we we work through those things and learn those things and we share the stories and we learn about the stories because we're basically learning how to live so that we can now go and show other people how to live. Mm. Right. And not uh, have to do it alone. That, that very same truth of who we are. Right. Um, that doesn't mean we go out and tell people how to behave and we don't go out and say, you need to imitate what I'm doing. We don't go out and tell people you need to be what I am or believe what I believe or, or, you know, act like I act, um, or you're going to the fiery pit. Um, we need <laughs> what we, what we are doing is what Jesus is doing in being, which is to show the, the, the divine and humanness that's in all of us and living that out into the world. Mm -hmm. And for us, theater happens to be just a really great it way of It is a really great that. vehicle and, for that. And I think it would be for everybody. But yeah. in, in line with what yeah. you said, it has to be authentic and it's going to look different yeah. for every community. Yeah. And, and theater, theater isn't just always, and this is the thing about me saying church being theater. Let's be clear. If you think that me saying church is theater means in some way that that's like that's derogatory or that in some way I'm suggesting it's false because it's pretend, that is absolutely not what I'm saying at all. Um, what, I'm, what I'm pointing to is that, first of all, theater, uh, theater is valuable because of the essential truth that it tells in the same way that the Bible is, right? The Bible, the stories in the Bible, I don't know for sure that they happened exactly the way it says, but I feel that they are nonetheless true in the essential truth that is at the heart of them, that, they, that there is something there about how we live and who we are. And uh, that's the point. Um, and, and the same thing I think is true of, uh, any really good story of any, uh, theater, any drama. Uh, again, we've 
sort of co-opted those words to mean something negative, right? Oh, I can't take all this drama. Yes, you can, first of all. Life and, is dramatic. Because it is. And secondly, it's about how you engage it, right? Um, and that's the thing about Jesus, is that Jesus doesn't teach us to change our behavior. He teaches us to live mm -hmm. and how to live in a way that engages and is open to learning while at the same time open to showing who we are. Um, it's, it's, it's important. And, and it's, it's in so many ways theater. Um, and we can express that as theater. I personally would rather watch um, uh, a 25 minute uh, a story being dramatized that demonstrates to me a key theme or essential truth about Jesus than listen to somebody talk about it for 25 minutes. In fact, I'd rather watch 25 minutes of that than listen to somebody talk about it for five. Um, <laughs> just because I think, just because I think it, first of all, language alone, yeah, there's, it's a quagmire, right? But, but theater also offers visual and uh like intonation and mm. and ways of looking at something because like you're going to tell a story about it well than, i great, just love that idea i do too an example of that i remember in so many in, ways of engaging right exactly and there's there's all these layers to it like i remember in high school um english class reading shakespeare and if you just read the the oh, words yeah. off the page, you're like, what is even happening here? But you watch a Shakespearean yeah. production and you somehow just kind of, like when it's performed yeah. Yeah. and there's the body language and the intonation and the, 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 all the drama yeah. gets created yeah. around the words, then but it comes to life. By and the you, same token though, by the same token, you watch sort of an old timey stylized uh, stereotypical Shakespearean performance and it's like, oh my God, this is boring. But then you see like somebody like Kenneth Branagh or Denzel Washington, right? Um, who recently did Macbeth as a film. You watch something like that and it's, holy cow, it just, it's, a, it's alive. It's yeah. literally alive. Yeah. It's yeah. not this. And to me, that's kind of like, that's the, the difference the between, that's, a, that's the difference between someone who is going to read from the Bible in that solemn religious intonation of voice versus somebody who's going to tell me the story. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to hear the story. Um, and again, as I'm saying things like that, I'm thinking in my head, there's lots of people who feel differently about that and would very much like to keep the holy sacredness of the solemnity and everything. By all means, if that is meaningful to you, that's your root. Um, absolutely. The key thing here is meaningful. Mm -hmm. That it's not, not just because we've always done it that way or it's just a, the repetition of ritual. It's about meaning. Um, I, and I'm just going to, I'm going to say, I, again, this plays to the theater thing, but when I was a kid, <laughs> as a choir boy in the Anglican Cathedral in Toronto, um, and which was an English cathedral tradition, right? So ritual style, high church Anglican. Um, but I was fortunate to be there at a time when there was a dean whose philosophy was, if there is not meaning to this, you're doing it wrong. And so even, even the, even the rituals that have been like for centuries, right. In the language, the King, in, in those days, we were still using King James, uh, version and uh, the book of common prayer and stuff. It had to have meaning. It had to, it, it had to be alive, right? Cause if it was dead, why are you doing it? 
And uh, I, I, so it is possible, even in those moments of high uh, ritual and solemnity, it, it is possible to communicate that it's alive, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're not and mutually so exclusive. It, it, it kind of depends on, on how I think it, 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 it offers, we're offering, essentially we're offering different opportunities for ways to engage, Right. And like there are people who will watch a, a, a play or, or see a movie or like there, there are people even who talk about how, uh, in fact, I've heard people talk about how disappointed they've become with things like, like, like the superhero genre, right? Like, like the Marvel stories and stuff, because there's always a moral or there's always somebody who's, you know, there's angst and there's, you know, the heroes aren't just superheroes anymore. Now they have issues. And well, yes. Why do you think that is? Because the people writing those stories are trying to reflect what's Humanity. going on with us. Yeah. Right. They're trying to find not just entertainment, but purpose and meaning. And, I, and that's the, the, again, going back to what we do as a church. Um, if it doesn't have purpose and meaning, uh, it, why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. um, and that means the uh, repetition of ritual, because we've always done it that way. But it also means it's not entertainment. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not just entertainment. And I realize I'm using that in a very negative way. And entertainment isn't always in that. I, I, I know. But... But um, that's one of the great things that's happening with entertainment these days it's, it's is that things we call sick. entertainment. Suddenly we're finding like stories with, with really deep meaning and yeah. um, uh, drama and, and like theater and movies and e even television, God forbid, um, <laughs> is finding deeper meaning in things yeah. and connecting with our, uh, uh, our humanity in a way that uh, I'm saying that bad, connecting with our uh, divinity and humanity, our spiritual side yes. as well as our human side. That, that's not sides, they're connected, they're the same thing. Um, and, and that's just it, it's interconnected, right? Yeah. And, and we need that, that's why theater is so great, that's why community theater is so great. It creates community, it brings drama, it helps illuminate the story and the meaning of the story and all of that stuff. Using yeah. people who are not professional actors right. and professional singers and yeah. professional, professional everything. Ordinary people yeah. just which, sharing their which gifts is, and developing Which is not only gifts. great for them, not only great for them, I, I cannot even begin to guess the number of times um, we've done shows where um, people in the audience have said, I can't believe that was so-and-so on stage doing that. I didn't yeah, know they could the do time. that. That is yeah. so cool. And felt inspired by that, right? Yeah, I just—it's amazing. It happens every show. Now, speaking, of, we're, we should wrap it up here. But speaking of, you mentioned superheroes. Um, for anyone listening who hasn't heard the episode with Daniel Schneider, uh, he was a guest on the yeah. on the podcast this year, yeah. this season, a few episodes back. Um, I don't remember summer, the number, think, but yeah, yeah, just a few months ago, and fantastic conversation that Danny and I had about exactly what you're talking about that connection between the ordinary you know just regular everyday people and these superheroes and why we've created these characters and what it um yeah what it does for us to imagine these characters and imagine the understand the connections between these larger than life superheroes and supervillains and ourselves so that one is definitely worth checking out as are, of course, all the past episodes, which can all be found on our website, 
It's risingspiritministry.com. You have to click on media and then click on podcasts, and you can scroll through over 100 past episodes of the show over the last four and a half, five years. This is our, yeah, this is our fifth season, and we're going to keep on cranking out a new conversation every second Friday for the rest of the year. We took a little bit of a break for the summer. Uh, Things got busy, but as you said, we're back in the waters now. And we're setting sail mm-hmm. uh, over, well, and you said this coming Sunday is the wrap-up of this five-week series. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, we're, we're going to wrap up this, this week, and then uh, we're going to do, do five weeks on the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, and then we'll be into yeah. um, basically the Christmas season, Yeah, which is hard to believe. But holy smokes, yeah. Advent is near upon us. It is. Uh, thank you for this, Robin. This was Thanks, always ben. a pleasure, and it's fun to be doing it up here on the stage in the church where I feel so at home from all the different memories and productions that we've put on together here. It's mm-hmm. uh, It's been such a big and special part of my life, and I love what we're creating uh, in the community with doing it. And now getting to see my three kids up here and all the costumes that yeah. I, that Kelly created and the, these beautiful set pieces that Mark and other artistic people have created. It just, it's so generative in creating value and yeah. creating engagement and creating relationship. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Looking forward to the show. Me so, too. and speaking of that, if people are interested in tickets for that, they can find those at bashatheater.com. Um, and it's coming up soon. One next weekend week, in, yeah. in Basha next weekend, and then two weeks after that, uh, a few shows in Stetler. Yeah. And and uh, in Pinoka, the community theater there is doing Elf. Yes, and that's coming end up of, end of November. End of November, beginning of December. Yeah. Be another yeah. great show to check out too, and it, absolutely because it's not just—I mean, it's a great story and it's a fun story, right? And it's a Christmas thing and all that kind of stuff. But again, it's one of those things where you're bringing together a diverse group of people, and uh, the the guy who's buddy is awesome and just so energetic and <laughs> enthusiastic, and and you can see like other people too are just there—it's it, awesome. It's great. Well, been, my dad is playing Santa so he's and he's been growing his beard out which I haven't seen him in a full full beard like that way to to give that away man long long time he he plays Santa he's not I'm not saying he is Santa well how do you know well he could be Santa Ben he does like to fly all around the world he does yeah (laughs) okay well we'll leave it here for now Um, thank you again Robin and thank you everyone for joining us today until next time take care and be well